Welcome to the DadWork Podcast. My name is Kurt Storing, your host and the founder of DadWork. This is episode 44, Positivity, Systems, and Intentionality with my guest, Yarty Kim. We go deep talking about making a conscious choice to be happy, actively reaching out to mentors for help in your fatherhood journey, getting through the initial struggles of being a father, finding positivity in everything that happens to us, focusing on our work to achieve our goals, balancing family and business, self-improvement and development as a father, balancing your business despite all the challenges faced with a busy family, systematizing your business to create time for other things, and delegation in your business. Yardi is the CEO and founder of Growthier, a personalized growth marketing service helping B2B small businesses scale their business growth. He's also the co-founder of A4E, virtual bookkeeping and tax services, a nonprofit board member, trains in BJJ, and runs the Kick-Ass Life newsletter. You can find Yardi online at growthier.com, kickasslife.co, yardykim.com, or on Twitter at yardykim. That's Y-A-R-T-Y-K-I-M. Yardy is also a member of this community I'm a part of and have been for the last few years of location-independent entrepreneurs who travel around the world and live around the world and run their own businesses. And it's just such a high-quality group of people that I'm so grateful that Yardy was able to share with us because, again, this is not his usual thing. This is not his business. This is not anything other than him sharing the practices, the struggles, the vulnerability of him as a father. And this, I think, is one of the greatest parts of the show is that we dive into experts, we dive into dads, we dive into business owners, anyone who's willing to talk about the things that have worked for them, because you don't have to be an expert to have done some work. And if you as a listener get even one positive piece of information out of this, then it's all worth it. In my opinion, that's what I have done for the last number of years listening to podcasts. So I am extremely grateful that you already spent time with us today. And I think you'll get a lot out of this episode, including just his desire to find positivity in everything. With that being said, let's dive into episode 44 with Yardy Kim. Here we go. Thank you so much for joining me. And this is just so cool because we're in this community together for sort of traveling entrepreneurial business owners. And I just love that you offered to come on here because this isn't your business. This isn't like anything that directly impacts you and yet you're willing to share. And so this, first of all, is like very gratifying for me that you're willing to step up. And um, yeah, man, I just want to say thank you and, and welcome. Thank you so much, Kurt, for having me. And yeah, this is a topic that's just near and dear to my heart. Um, I'll probably go into it as we kind of dive in deeper, but I've had a very interesting and challenging life. And so being a parent while running a business has been two of the most challenging things I've been through. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to share what I know and things that maybe could help other fathers out there. Amazing. Yeah, that's exactly why we do this too, is because like, you don't have to be a fatherhood expert. You don't have to be, you know, a parenting guru. You just need to be able to share a relatable story. And the more I heard in like men's groups and talking to guys, the more I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not alone. And that helped me just like finally stop being so guilty, to be honest. So like, I would love to start because I think we talked before this and you said it like becoming a father was a bit of a struggle and I relate so hard to this. So could you just start by walking us through what your life was like and then sort of leading up to fatherhood and and why was it so much of a struggle for you? Yeah, I'm happy to kind of share this and I'll try to be as transparent and partially vulnerable on it too because it'll make more sense as we kind of get in. So um, yeah, I've had an interesting life. You know, I've lost both parents at a very young age. Um, also lost another family member. And so uh, my mental state was just all over the place. And uh, it took a long time for me to get to a point where I could be happy. And it took a lot of trial and error. And um, I didn't have a, essentially didn't have a father figure growing up. And so a lot of the things that I've learned were through just really painful lessons, honestly, like just, you know, things that I didn't know. And I only knew them as I've gotten just really great mentors throughout my career. And uh, eventually, you know, my wife and I decided that we wanted to try for a child. And, uh, Truth be told, I was really nervous, um, you know, because being a parent, like I, I, there are people out there who are just super excited. I mean, I'm excited, but, you know, I think uh, just because of what I had gone through in my life, I was worried that, you know, what if my child, daughter or son goes through what I went through? And I've always said that I, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemies to go through that. But yeah, when he arrived, it was just, you know, a moment of just uh, bliss, just excitement, exuberance. And then, um, yeah, then the reality settled in that, uh, wow, I'm a parent now you know all those days where i was you know just basically shouting for help and then now i'm at this point where i'm a father now 
and uh yeah just realized at this point like you know i get to change the course of you know where this family goes and i've always been a big big believer of just extreme ownership i know that uh, there's a great book jolic winko um that talks about this and um, i used to be a wrestler i used to compete in mma and i'm a purple belt in jiu-jitsu and so the key lessons i've learned from those is just the results are always directly impacted by what I do. And so if I'm happy, I have to make a concerted effort to be happy. Um, I'm a big believer that it's harder to be happy than it is to be miserable. So I make a conscious effort to be as happy as possible. And that translates directly to my family, to my kids, and to uh, the friends around me as well. Wow. Well, what? how, how do you be more happy then? <laughs> like you have, do you have things that you have done then to like actively do that? Because I agree, it's easy to just get into this like victim mindset, complaining, right. all these things are wrong. What are some of these things or tools or practices or habits uh, that you've developed to find more happiness? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, for me, the obvious answer has been sports. You know, I've been a big sports person for a very long time. Wrestling is my sport. And uh, what I always loved about it was that it kicked my butt. And uh, you just, but I also realized at the time, and there's a a really funny story of uh, when I joined the team, uh, my coach said to me, Yardi, 10 people are going to try out, eight people will quit, maybe two of you guys join. And for whatever reason, I just remembered that. I was like, well, I'm not going to quit. So let's try this. And a uh, short story, I ended up making the team becoming varsity. And I uh, just I felt happy because it was just something that I could control. Other things that just make me happy, just like silly things that happen in the day. You know, my son looks at the smoke detector and he calls it the uh, the traffic moon <laughs> because of the red dot. And uh, it's the funniest thing ever. And like, I just laugh at that or I'll listen to a podcast and someone makes a joke and it's just, I laugh with it. It's just like, oh, this is fun. You know, I'll watch silly clips on YouTube. I'll laugh at that. You know, I try to make sure that I don't take life so seriously because um, truth be told, when I was in college, I was alone. I was I didn't have any extended family. And so I was I didn't realize it until much later. I was very serious, somewhat miserable, and I couldn't really enjoy it. And so now I've gone to a point where I can just enjoy it, laugh. I uh, have some habits and systems in place where those things um, I allow myself to be happy. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a fun journey uh, learning these things over more than almost 20 years now. Yeah. Mm, yeah, amazing. And we'll get it. We'll definitely get in. If people are listening, we'll get into habits and, or, um, pardon me, systems and managing things uh, intentionally. And that's sort of what I heard in this is just like making a conscious choice to be happy and right. just finding ways to do that. Like that's so, I was thinking about that actually like just before this call, I had lunch and I just lied down on the couch and I was like, oh, this is really relaxing. I'm pretty happy right now. I watched my like almost two-year-old play and I was like, oh, this is nice. And so like, I didn't even think about it. I just kind of enjoying it. But I love the uh, action that you take to go out of your way to find happiness. I, I want to come back to sort of what it was like when you first had a kid and like the struggles you faced. But one of the things you said in there was finding mentors in lack of of having a father around. And I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. And it just breaks my heart because man, that's one of the scariest things I think for my kids. My dad died when I was 25, but I still felt like it wasn't enough time. And right. yet yeah. he had other children. My half sisters are like seven when that happened. And I'm like, man, I just feel so grateful. So in all of that, like there's never enough time with our fathers. There just never is. How did you find mentors to fill the gaps? Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say I was actively looking for mentors. It just so happened that, you know, people that I worked with, my managers, my directors, my executives, they had kids. And so when I was getting to that point where my wife and I were discussing having a child, I naturally just reached out to them, said like, what's it like to have kids? And, you know, I, I make a very considered effort again, not just with my own family, but with the people who have been in my life to stay in touch on a monthly or bi-monthly schedule. I have my own personal CRM where I keep contact with these people. And uh, they gave me some really great advice, you know, being, you know, being present in the moment. I even had a, uh, a mentor of mine who said, yeah, hey, Yardi, I put so much effort into my work that next thing I know, my child is 13 years old and 13 years have gone by. And um, I had shared earlier that, you know, I, I lost my parents at a young age. And so I never had these moments with them. And so I think about, I like to do this weird thing that I call visioning, where I vision myself, you know, as if 
my son is already 13, 15. And I think about what if he's in my shoes where my father, you know, because he was a first, you know, he was an immigrant from Korea and he had to work. And because I didn't understand that at the time, he never came to any of my games and any anything that I had at school. And it wasn't until he was gone that I started putting the pieces together going, oh, wow. So I, uh, I think about these things and I... Um, when I talk to my, my mentors that have uh, have kids now, they've given me just really great advice and I take that to heart. You know, I've, I'm a big believer of anyone who just opens up and is willing to give their time. I'm extremely grateful for that. So um, I take everything to note. I have this habit I'll share later where I journal every single day and uh, it really helps me to uh, stay focused. I have a section that just says positives, what made you happy? And the whole point of that section is anything that made you happy because my 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 track record is always if i can't find one thing that i'm happy about i know it's just a natural progression to me being miserable so i have to find something that makes me happy wow that is so cool i am so excited to get into the systems part of this <laughs> i won't jump ahead quite yet i won't jump, i won't jump ahead quite yet um one thing i heard in that is like like you took the active step to reach out absolutely and for anyone listening like you are currently doing that you are listening to this you are hearing from other dads and trying to glean wisdom from them but i really like the idea of when you want to be good at something reaching out to someone who you see as being good at that thing. Like just in my own life, like I only care about the opinions of people who are doing well in the thing that I want to get better at. Like when family or friends are like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you know, the, some negative stuff coming in. I'm just like, wait, are you believable in this arena? And you know, the answer is no. And so it's easier to sort of shrug these things off. And I just love for anyone listening who wants to get better at something like find a mentor. Like my oldest son wants to get into hunting and outdoorsman stuff and all this kind of this um just natural living outdoors and survival and like i can camp but i don't know any of that like i never learned that and so what i'm going to do this year is like find a mentor we're just going to go out and learn it so i just want to make like a little point there for guys to like reach out to people in their circles to get better at that kind of thing um i I would like yeah i'm excited for it too myself actually (laughs) uh is there anything else actually before i before i say oh man okay let me start again here when you (laughs) became a father what were the struggles that you faced and how are you still getting through them today yeah this is a long one and i'm sure there's other parents who are a little further ahead in the journey but uh my our little guy's two and a half years old at this point and uh you know, everyone tells you lack of sleep, you know, just uh, you're going to be focusing more on your kid versus your business. And I had heard this over and over, but, you know, I was um, telling myself, like I used to do in wrestling, like I got this, not going to be an issue. I'm going to grind through it. And then uh, those, uh, that first two, three months just hit me in the face really hard. <laughs> what I, uh, yeah, what I didn't realize was how hard it was going to be with that lack of sleep. And so, yeah, like, you know, a lot of parents said they have this, you know, alternating schedule of sleeping. So, you know, dads sleep from, you know, I don't know, you know, 6 p.m. to midnight. And then the mother takes over from that. And we figured, hey, well, we're, we're better than that. We, we, we can. No, it was it was really, really hard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we quickly changed that schedule up and uh, it became a lot easier. What was good about that struggle, though, uh, was that it gave me the opportunity, again, uh, like I had said earlier, you know, I always try to find the positives in everything because I'm a big believer that you can find something positive. So what ended up happening is when he was sleeping and I was feeding him, I ended up reading, I think, something like six books in that first month. I just read a lot, just read a lot, listened to podcasts, and um it really, really helped because I'm, you know, for me, learning and growing is still extremely important. And I try to make sure I fit that in no matter what. And um, so that kind of alleviated some of that challenge. Uh, the next challenge then became kind of, you know, you know, is he hitting those milestones and stuff? Because, you know, I, I just figured everyone's at their own pace. And uh, my wife was saying, oh, no, like he's not hitting these milestones. So like we then actively try to teach him how to crawl and do these things as well. And um, yeah, it was interesting. And then as he got past that one year mark into that one, one and a half, he started becoming a little more mobile, started chatting a little more. And I realized like trying to run a business and do that, you know, I had to be more involved. So I slowly started cutting back and it was a challenge at the time, but it made me start to think about more delegation and prioritization. And now we're at this um, two and a half mark where I've realized I'm just delegating even more now at this point. And even to the point where 
I realized that in order to delegate, it has to be a constant reminder on my schedule. So I use a tool called ClickUp and any task and project that I have, I have a custom field that says outsource, delegate. And it's just a simple checkbox. And I have a section as well as a custom field that says level of effort. Anything that's medium and high, I start delegating. I don't worry too much about, you know, if it's cost effective or not, because, you know, we have a business that uh, generates cash flow. And we, I'm a finance guy originally, so I know our margins, but it really, really helps us to kind of just focus on the most important things without trying to focus on 30 different tasks at one time. And it really has helped me kind of stay focused as well, because I'm one of those people who just likes to dive into everything. But being a father and having a, a son that tugs at me every second, like I know that that's extremely important. And I always tell myself, family over business. You know, I have a uh, guiding principles guide on my uh, notion table. It's just 20 different principles that I have. And the very first one is family over business, family over business. So it's just a constant reminder. And I know that I'm a, I'm a very much a systems guy. So having those uh, checklists in place and daily reminders keeps me on track. Amazing. Yeah, this is just like a, a way to intentionally build the life that you want to live by the sounds of it. Absolutely. Were, were there any things that you yourself had to work on becoming a dad? Because for me, like my kids brought up a lot of shadow, a lot of things that I was still in pain from my own childhood, you know, wounding the way that my interaction was with my dad at the time. Like, all of these things came to light only because my kids just triggered me like so much. <laughs> and I was angry and like, they really got me started. I'm eternally grateful. They, ver they really got me started on this path of self-improvement, development, healing, growth. Was anything like that in your story? Did you do works to sort of, I don't know, mental health work or self-exploration or anything like that? Yeah, that's really good actually that you brought that up. So, um, yeah, so my dad was, you know, uh, I said earlier, he was an immigrant, but he also had some pretty bad temper issues. Um, he was in the army twice. Uh, he struggled all his life to make ends meet. And so I learned this a lot, lo uh, a lot later in my life. And uh, growing up, you know, I, I was scared of my dad, truth be told. You know, he was a really scary person. He yelled a lot, screamed a lot. And it was just one of these things that I saw growing up all the time. And it was, you know, short story, just a lot of tears every day. And I always remembered growing up seeing that going, my child or my family will never go through this. It will never go through this. It will never go. And I had to just repeat that because, um, again, you know, it's funny. Like, I attribute a lot of this stuff to just wrestling because when I wrestled, um, it was just that ability to know that if I put my mind into something, whether it be improvement, reading, educating myself, that it, it was really up to me to see that happen. And um, yeah, so when I became a father, you know, there's even right now, like there's times where he'll freak out and cry and the answer, you know, the short answer, the quick answer is like get angry, frustrated. And so I always tell myself, nope, hug him, hold him, laugh with him, you know, divert his attention, run around. And uh, there's days when I'm just exhausted, you know, my body, I'm pretty certain I have arthritis at this point, just from, you know, doing 20 years of uh, martial arts and stuff. And, uh, but that being said, when I, when I see the little guy smile, it's just, I reminded like, this is why I'm doing this. Like I love every second of this. And I try to make sure that despite the fact that I love to see into the future, I always would tell myself, live in the present, live in the moment, play with my son. And uh, yeah, it, it was kind of what we said earlier. The easy answer for me is to get frustrated, angry, start yelling. But I'm like, nope, I saw my father doing this, saw my mother doing this. I saw how upset and angry and depressed they were. I was like, no, my son will never go through this as well. And um, yeah, it's just a conscious effort every day to make sure that those things don't happen. Mm. Do you have any habits or practices like meditation comes to mind to keep you like that? Because I, I wanted to be like that. <laughs> I really, really, truly wanted to not yell. And every time I would get angry, I just, I would blow up. And it wasn't yeah. until I found like meditation and journaling, for example. So were any of those tools helpful for you or what comes up? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, actually. I have a daily journal habit, actually. And uh, I actually have a voice recorder. And so when I do that voice recording, after I've done my physical journaling into a notion, I'll also do a voice recording and I'll specifically say what's on my mind. Like, what is most important to me? You know, why am I doing this? You know, and it's like, oh, right. I don't want my son to ever go through this. I don't want my wife to ever go through this. I don't want my mother-in-law, my father-in-law to go through this. And I'm always reminding myself because one of the things that I noticed too, I have a good friend of mine that um, they're trying to start a business. They're struggling a little bit. And I'm always reminding, um, I was reminding them that, you know, this stuff is hard. The easy answer is to get frustrated, 
pissed off, whatever you want to call it. it. It's it's too easy to do that. And I was like, one thing that I love about being a parent right now is that I'm on that journey with millions of others that it's so hard. It is just so damn hard. And it just reminds me again, back to jujitsu and, and MMA and, and wrestling. Like it was just so hard. And I saw so many people quit and I'm like, you know, I don't want my son to go through this. You know, I want him to, I'm a big believer of like, I can talk about it, but if I don't actually you know, exude those characteristics. Like he could never learn these lessons. Uh, back to the question. I'm the same as you. I meditate every day. I journal every day. And I have this, uh, I forgot what the app is called. Um, Insight Timer, I think it is. And uh, there's this one uh, music, I forget what it's called. It's like floating or something. And I just listen to this every day, shut my eyes, meditate for just 10 minutes. And I just go, It'll, it, everything's all all right. Everything's fine. And then my journal, again, I don't even have like a journal section that says, it's not even just like, it doesn't say negatives. It just says, what could I work on? And because I'm a big believer that we all can always work on something. And it allows me to stay humble as well. So hmm. yeah, I, I love the positive spin on the improvements because even like in one of my men's groups, the co-captain and I will have calls afterwards and we say, okay, what are three good things that we liked about that carrying forward? And what is the one improvement? It's not like, what is one thing that sucked? And actually I did the five minute journal for like a couple of years and I really didn't like uh, the negative that I had to write down. I wanted it to be written something else. And I get that you can face the negative, but I love the improvement rather than just here's what sucked. It's like, now at least I know I can work on this, which it sounds like you do very intentionally. Again, <laughs> coming back to intentionality is this whole thread through the, through the entire conversation. Thank you for sharing your struggles. And I know it's not uh, something we talk about every day. So I very much appreciate the vulnerability and openness uh, with going there, man. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of running a business while well, you're a dad, I know we talked about that a little bit. What were some of the challenges you faced? Um, have you always been into business or did you have this business before your son was born? How do you balance those two things and not get so sucked into business, which just in my own experience is way too easy? Oh yeah, this is interesting. Um, so yeah, so my my quick 10 second background is that I was in corporate finance strategy for almost 10 years. And so I built up a lot of skills, built up a lot of contacts throughout that journey. And, uh, I realized after doing it for a long time, I just lost, I just lost joy in doing that. You know, there was just something about it. just didn't feel happy anymore. Felt like I, I had hit a ceiling, you know, just didn't feel like I was enjoying what I was doing. And so I had quit that job and, um, short story, my wife and I decided to backpack Southeast Asia and actually live life. And, uh, it was super exciting. And uh, when I came back from that trip, we realized that, you know, what would we regret if we didn't do it now? And it was literally just doing our own business. And my wife actually went to uh, Babson. It's a college here in uh, Massachusetts that's based, is all about entrepreneurship. And so I didn't realize at the time, but uh, when I dived into the world of entrepreneurship, I didn't realize how much I loved it. And um, I realized I was a creator at heart. The first two years, uh, mainly started as an independent consultant. And then I uh, started doing some, you know, more uh, package-based agency type work. And so before my son was born, my wife and I uh, had built up these skills, you know, I learned a lot about sales and marketing operations, and delivery, customer success. And so by the time my son was born, it wasn't like we were just starting from scratch, which honestly would looking at it now, I would probably never encourage anyone to start a business when they have a child. But you know, I know people have done it, but it's extremely hard. And uh, what also helped us as well was that because we had almost 10 years under our belt, we had a pretty good cushion as well, if anything ever happened, you know, because I don't think, I don't know if a lot of people talk about that, but having cushion in place when you have kids, because kids are expensive. It's really expensive. Um, really, really did help us there. And also I'm a, I'm a budget guy. So I, like, I see all the numbers that come and go through. So that gives me comfort as well. Yeah. Running a business. By the time my son was born, it wasn't like we had everything from scratch. You know, we had systems in place, processes in place. What we didn't have, which we kind of, you know, kicked into gear was hiring more people. And so we ended up hiring a, a manager to start taking off more of the things that my wife and I were doing. And now we're at a place where, you know, the system's pretty, uh, our business is pretty systematized, which has been a relief on our shoulders. So it gives us some more opportunity for uh, to spend more time with our kids or mm. one kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you going to have any more? <laughs> I know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you have anything that sort of separates business and um, family? And and this could apply to anyone like with a, a job or, you know, anything outside of the home when they come back into family life. Have you navigated that sort of balance? Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that, it, it's really tricky because I know, like, because it's, it's hard to generalize anything, right? Like, I consider myself a very ambitious person. You know, for me, I have a, you know, not only my business owner, but I'm also a nonprofit board member. So I have that on the side. I also run a newsletter on the side. And then I have, you know, our businesses as well. Um, keeping them separate, you know, we were talking about earlier, it's always about being extremely intentional. For me, you know, for me to be intentional, I have a calendar, you know, Google Calendar, like the rest of us. And I spend, it's part of my system, actually, every Sunday, I spend an hour looking through that calendar going, okay, family time is deliberately from this to this. You know, I shower my son, I, I do all the showering, you know, I take him out to the park, play with him, I read to him, we have nighttime rituals, and these are very intentional. And so I even have systems in place where, you know, if someone tries to contact us via email, we have automations in place where it says, hey, sorry, we're out of office, we'll come back to you the next day. And these are just extremely intentional. I even turn off my email notifications because I know the moment those emails pop up, my eyes are going to gravitate towards that. So I intentionally turn that off. I intentionally turn off Slack uh, during these uh, key moments. You know, once it hits the, for us, it's like 4.30 PM. Once it hits that, you know, it's, it's family time. That being said, you know, a little guy sometimes barges in and he'll be part of my sales calls or my other, you know, team calls. And, you know, I laugh, I enjoy it. I'm like, Hey, okay, you're part of the team now. So <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And I love that it's just like rituals baked in there and it's in the calendar. That's so important because it's only so easy to be like, well, sort of hang out with him. But then you go upstairs, you're done work and you're on your phone maybe, or you're just wasting time. And then suddenly like, I got work done today. Maybe I went to the gym, but like I spent zero time with my family. Right. And I, I'm trying to get into accepting that myself, to be honest, I go like, okay, what if my kids are screaming outside my office door when I'm trying to record a podcast? And I go like, look, there's dads listening. I don't care. <laughs> you know, they're going to get it. I'm not perfect. I'm just sitting here. And, you know, sometimes the kids are screaming outside. We'll deal with it. And I hope everyone can deal with it too. And I love that you're not like trying to compartmentalize so much because one of the other questions that I, I sometimes ask is like, do you need the balance because some people are like oh it has to be 50 50 or whatever it is but sometimes it's like yeah there's a season for working super hard there's a, a season for going full-on in family um have you thought about that at all or is it just like we just stick to our rituals and habits no i'm, I'm just like you and um it's funny like on my calendar like it's like Saturday and Sundays, like no work whatsoever outside of like, you know, you know, up updating my calendar for the week, but it's like very intentional. And I even have it on my click up where once a week it's plan a family trip, plan a family get to get like, cause you know, like for a lot of business owners, like we are very systematized in the way we do things. Cause that's literally how you run a business. It's a system. And I realized for me, like in order for me to not get overwhelmed with the millions of other things that I have going on, I have it built into my click up where they have recurring tasks. It just has a recurring test. that says family book that things. We have a ski trip that's coming up and I intentionally put that in there. I also use this, uh, I guess you can call it a tool, but it's called uh, futureme.org. And you send these future letters to yourself or your family. And I found this a couple of years ago before my son. And, uh, you know, you just send letters to yourself and I love it. And I have this reminder every quarter to send these letters to my family and my son. And I even created an email for my son where when he's of age, we hand over the email and then he'll have 50 letters that are just right there waiting for him. I also have this uh, system that, where I create one video every week where I just share my story about myself. And uh, when my son's of age again, he'll see these videos and it'll be a, a way to archive my story because a little off topic, but like for me, you know, when my father and my mother passed, I didn't really know much about them, actually. They never opened up. And so I thought about it when, you know, with my son, when he came uh, into our lives, I thought about him when I, I don't want him to ever second guess my love for him or what I've had to go through my own life. So I just make, I make these five, 10 minute videos. I also upload them to YouTube as a private channel. So that way, you know, when my son is of age, he can see these videos and see who I am as a person. Because even to this day, you know, I think, you know, you're, you might be similar too. I think about to this day, like, what did my dad and mom really think? You know, and it's a, one of those things I think about. I'm like, you know, well, I hope my son will never, ever second guess this. So I just make these videos and it takes no time. It's a system. Just 
ClickUp creates these tasks for me every Saturday. I just make these videos and just pop them over there. Dude, that is one of the greatest ideas I've heard in a long time. <laughs> How do you I just like the idea? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, don't tell us where you can take credit. <laughs> How do you come up with um, like what do you want to say? Is it just like whatever comes to your head, or do you have like a here's my life uh, chronologically? What does that look like? Yeah, you know it's funny. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big checklist type of guy, and so I had like a simple outline like my story. And I just start writing down these little things like, okay, how do I stay happy? What has your dad been through? What was your dad's dad like? You know, what are the lessons that you could learn that I've messed up on? You know, and I just start writing this outline. I have it simply in Notion as well because they have this great database thing. And um, I just start writing these topics. And, you know, sometimes they are ad hoc, you know, but most of them are pretty systematized because there are... For me, at least, there is a specific outline that I do want him to kind of follow and understand as a father for me. And part of why I do it too, you know, same reason why I do a daily journal is because, you know, I also look at as potentially it being a book as well eventually for, you know, my family. So that way they can look at this chronologically and go, oh, interesting. This is what's happened. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things I think about a lot. Like I kind of hope that there was something out there where like, you know, my son, our families could see this chronological. It's almost like a uh, photo book, but it's just, just all the writings and videos that I've created over the years. And, uh, yeah, it's um, for the most part, it's, you know, I have topics, but sometimes it can just be ad hoc, just whatever on my mind. <laughs> mm, I absolutely love this idea and will, um, probably steal this myself. I, uh, I had a man named Larry Hagner on and he writes, I think monthly letters to his kids and his wife and he delivers them to them and sort of reads them out. And this I have heard of as well, which is like, you get the email address and you send the emails, but the videos and like the intentional, like life story. Oh my goodness. I would die to have something like this for my dad, you know, like, yeah. holy man, I, this is so powerful. And I'm so glad you brought that up. Is there anything else like this? Like, this is pretty intense. So maybe not, but <laughs> anything else that you do that's kind of cool like this? On the same topic of the video, what's funny about that too, is that when I'm doing them, I, I always started with, hi. So my son's name is Kai. So I'll go, hi Kai's. But then I stopped and go, and future kids. <laughs> because I don't know if we'll have another child. So it's it's weird when I think about that. I'm like, I could potentially have another kid. I might adopt one. This might be for my so I, I even do it for, you know, my so my sister. Uh she doesn't have any kids, but I uh I think about that and go, well, this could be for my nephew one day. Like so it it's weird when you start doing these videos because you're like, hi son and future kids and wife and wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love doing this. Um, yeah, those are kind of like the main things that I do. The video, the future letters. I'll even do like these images like Canva, just like slap on it. It's really quick. Like, hey, Caius, boom, boom, throw it in there. And I do this because I, like my, my hope and goal is that they'll chuckle when they see it. They'll go, dad, you are lame. I love this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that is such a treasure, man. I am so excited that you're doing that. I would like to get into systems because I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, I don't know how in depth you want to go, but it sounds like systems, principles, values, like very basic fundamentals, but really systematized have allowed you to do all of these things, which travel, have kids, have this awesome business, nonprofit board, like all the things you said you did. And like, where do we start? Where do you think is a good starting <laughs> off point for all of this? Yeah, I guess, how do I manage it all maybe <laughs> using yeah, the systems? Yeah. Um, so I had to write these notes down because again, like oh, my, my my mind likes to just travel off sometimes. But um, I, I was thinking about this. So one of the systems that I have in place that is extremely important for me is every Sunday, I uh, I plan for the week ahead. And so I look at this ahead because what it does, what I've realized for myself and what you shared earlier about intentionality is it's easy to get stressed out. And so I thought about this throughout my career. Like, why do I get stressed out? I usually get stressed out because I don't know. And why don't I know? Because I don't think. And why don't I think? Because I haven't prioritized it. And so naturally, I was like, well, let's throw it on the calendar. Let's make this intentional. Let me grab a cup of coffee in the morning. I'll wake up before everyone's awake. I open my computer. I open up calendar. I have it as a click-up task. And uh, part of my system here that I wrote down here is that I also use Toggle. It's a time tracker app. And so whenever I open up a click-up task, it's very specific. Let's say, you know, update weekly calendar. I click the toggle button, which then runs the clock. The reason I do that, it's kind of like the Pomodoro technique where you work for 20 minutes straight, is that I know when I'm working on a task and I veer off, watch YouTube, that clock is still running. 
And I, I see this right away and I see that clock running. I'm going, oh my God, I'm wasting time. I'm wasting, you know, whatever I'm doing. And so that toggle ClickUp integration allows me to stay super focused because I also have a, you know, Zapier integration where I get a weekly report of what I've done on my time. You know, it then tells me like, hey, you've spent all this time doing this and it's done nothing for you. Um, and so I do this every Sunday where I look at my calendar for the week and I'll intentionally look at like family blocks where I'm like, oh no, why am I prioritizing over this? I'll even look at meetings that I have. I go, okay, is this extremely valuable right now? You know, is it urgent? Is it important? Or can this be held off? So I'll move things around like Lego blocks where I start moving things around. Cause I know like if I, you know, if I was single or even just married without a child, I could probably get everything done. But being a father, I realized like, yeah, it's just as Jeff Bezos said, you know, I, I read this book, The Everything Story. He says it really well. There's really going to be two, three important tasks they're going to do every single day. So I think about that and go two, three important things that I'm going to do. Everything has to be pushed off for now. And I follow the same principles of G to D, getting things done by David Allen, where if it's urgent, okay, we prioritize it. But if it's not, let's put it, put it down as someday and we'll get to it eventually. The other thing that I do to hold myself super accountable and making sure family is a priority is anytime I create a click up task, the first thing I write is goals because it makes me very uh, focused in terms of well, why am I doing this? If there's no goal behind it, the task is dead. It's just, nope, I'm not prioritizing this. And um, yeah, the calendar really helps me to go look at it and say, family time here, this is what I'm doing. Everything else gets pushed aside. On top of that, like you were talking about earlier, I have daily journaling in place. And I have a section on there where it's family, business, other. And so that family block, like I know I haven't spent any time on the day with my family, if that is empty, literally, if it's empty, I haven't spent any time. So I go back and I'm like, okay, let's go back. Cause I, I think it's probably safe to say for all business owners, entrepreneurs, creators, it's not like we don't want to spend the time. It's just, hey, when you're running a business, it, it does consume so much of your time. And you, I feel guilty like everyone else, but I, I open, like I literally have my journal up right now as I look at this and I'm going, okay, the family, it, it has to be there and I have to focus and make sure that's a priority every single day. The other thing I just realized as we were talking, I, uh, I create a video and I take one picture of my son every single day with our family every single day. And so uh, I use this app called One Second Every Day. I forget where I found it. Uh, they basically stitch together one second video clips and they make a timeline out of it. And so every day I make a, I make a video, I just record my son. And last night he was, you know, we we're talking about it before we uh, were talking, how he looks at the smoke detector and he calls it the traffic moon. It's, you know, I was like, oh, this is really funny. And so I start recording him. He's just giggling and laughing. And so it goes into my, um, video stitching if uh timeline and now it, he's part of that stitching and it's just uh yeah it's part of my system again so that i don't lose sight of that because i know when i do these things all that stuff about business and projects and all that stuff th they literally just go away at that point because i'm just so intentionally focused with him at that moment yeah wow okay so where how did you start all this is this like i assume this takes a long time to dial in but is there like uh yeah. An 80-20 for dads out there who are like, I'd love to be half as organized as Yardy is, but like, I don't know where to start. So I've heard like ClickUp and Toggle and Notion and all this kind of stuff. Is there somewhere to go? Also, you're the third person in the past three days to mention GTD. So maybe that's where we need to start. I'm not sure. <laughs> but like, what's the starting point to, to get any of this laid out? Yeah, honestly, I, th I think you brought a, a good one. You know, for me personally, it's being super intentional. I think the first thing is literally whip out a piece of paper and pen or notion or digital tool and write down what would my ideal day look like? What would my ideal life look like? Because at the end of the day, notion, click up, toggle, GD, they're just systems, right? But I am a true believer. If you don't have a purpose behind the why you're doing what you're doing, none of this stuff matters. You know, I talk to people even in business where like, oh yeah, I think I need automation tools and stuff. And it's like, why though? Why do you need this? Because without the purpose, you'll fall off. Like I, I, I mentioned earlier, I've been doing jujitsu for almost seven, eight years. I've gone through five surgeries and I still come back and I'm still excited to do this every single day. And the reason why is because of the purpose behind it. You know, I believe I'm a stronger person, a healthier person. I believe it makes me a better parent and a better friend uh, as a result of it. And so my purpose is very strong when I go through this um, for others. I know I always say, start off with a piece of paper and pen, really ask yourself, really spend an hour going, what do I really want out of my life? What do I want my life to be like for my kids, my family? You know, do I want to be a great father? And it sounds really weird when I, I shared this with a couple other new fathers where they say, you know, that's weird. Like, of course I want to be. I'm like, 
really think about this because you know those those first couple months is going to be brutal and even you know I'm, we're still my son's two and a half and every day i'm just reminding myself i want to be the best father possible and like you were saying kurt i think about it like i didn't my dad and my mom didn't see me graduate from college and so i think about this every day i i want my son i want to be able to see my son graduate i want to see that smile on his face and that purpose is just so built in and it's so strong in me that like it, it, it can't be shaken so that's one thing i just encourage people like once you get that down then like the calendar the journaling the click it all just makes sense at that point and i'm sure you know it doesn't have to be click up it could be like a piece of paper and pen you know but yeah once you kind of find your why everything else just kind of comes into play hmm, man that was like a super meta point there and it's like <laughs> absolutely fundamental though to be honest and that's yeah like that is the first step get clear on on your why for any of this. Yeah. And yeah, then like just structure your goals, your habits, whatever around that. Is that fair to say? Exactly that. Yeah. Cause once you get that, why like doing these other things, putting systems together, daily journaling, I think sometimes we force ourselves to say, it takes too much time. It takes too much time. I mean, these systems I have placed, I mean, th- we're talking minutes now. What used to be hours is minutes now because I've dialed it in so well. And um, I'm a big believer of also, um, you know, that desire to want to be better to improve has led to building these systems and being able to spend time with my family and my son and being able to make sure that they're happy. So yeah. What about um, delegation? How do you think about that when, because I think a lot of guys with business are like, well, I'm not making that much yet and I can just do it. Or even if you are making a lot, it's like, well, no, I'll just do it because I know how to do it right. Um, (laughs) And even for guys who don't necessarily have businesses, but have a job, like I have suggested to guys I know who have jobs, like hire a VA, get them to do all the boring stuff you don't like. It costs you like three or four bucks an hour. Like it's so worth it. Suggested the same. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So so how do you think about that? Are there anything else in your life that you've outsourced or automated so that you can spend this intentional time? Yeah. First first thing I would say to all those friends is read for our work week. (laughs) Yeah. Once you you get get that Tim Ferriss knowledge, you'll never look back, right? (laughs) (laughs) um no what you were saying like i I, i've said the same thing to friends i'm like you could literally outsource this to some really competent people for a fraction of what you make and i'm you know most people depending on what they're working and you know could be making some pretty good salary that being said with delegation for me uh, i had mentioned earlier in my first you know almost 10 years i was in corporate fpna so i was a numbers guy i know how numbers work and you know i've always said this like if you're making anything above theoretically 50 percent net profit you're probably doing all the work like that that's a rule of thumb you are doing the work anything below that you have effectively have delegated or you're probably spending some crazy money on some fixed expenses but the general rule is yeah if you're you know below 50% people look at that as a bad thing going you know what i want to make more profits i want to make but the reality is is what would you prefer having a business where you don't have to work more than 5 hours a month or do you want to be working 60 hours a week and for most of us entrepreneurs once you've been in that grind for enough time you we, we all want to prioritize our freedom, especially with kids, you know? So for me, delegating is super easy now because it's like, Hey, I want to spend more time with my family. Cool. Let's delegate. And because I'm a forecasting type, you know, because that was my world, I know where the margins are. And so now it's just a natural, Hey, let the system run. We'll look at the P and L at the end. Hey, it looks like it's above 30%, 40%. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy with that. So amazing. Yeah. There were there times where you hired before you thought you were ready, either in your personal life or your business. And it like actually ended up being a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. This happened about two years ago when my wife and I were like pulling our hair out going, Oh, we're doing everything. This is really hard. And, um, it wasn't until I met and connected with another owner who had sold two businesses. And, um, I have this thing about comfort challenges where I just reach out to people where I, they're doing cool things. And I just reach out and say, Hey, I love what you're doing. I'd love to, you know, connect if you're open to it. And this person, um, you know, we work together. And so I got to get a deep sense of how they operate and what systems they put together. And it was very clear just right from the start, like they had just delegated everything, you know, had active campaign setups, Zapier setups, you know, they just had everything set up and uh, had workflows, even had um, recommended books, you know, that were just a game changer. And so when I saw that, I went, Oh, that's so obvious. You know, you hear this mantra a lot. You have to spend money to make money. And it doesn't become so obvious until you're actually doing that. And so uh, right off the bat, we got some VAs. We went on to Upwork because that's where most people went off originally. And we hired people off that. We actually then started posting jobs on Facebook groups. You know, my wife was a part of, um, I forget the group. It was like an accounting group. And uh, we 
hired a manager off there and she's with us to this day almost two years later and she's been excellent and we look back at it now and we um we could not have done this without her and so for me i used to be a manager as well uh back in my fpna days and so one of the things that i always believed in because i hate micromanagers myself i'm a big believer of give them the outcomes let them shine and so we do the same thing in our business where we say hey share feedback, share suggestion, make it your own, go ahead and tackle. Your only outcome is to make this customer happy. And uh, it's been such a game changer for us. And um, yeah, we have just team culture systems in place where we give gift cards to our members when uh, every quarter. And uh, we've seen that it just helps with retention. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of wish that we had known this sooner, but uh, now that we know it's, uh, it's been a game changer. And yeah, honestly, we don't even think about the money once it, once it happens, because once you feel that delegation and that relief, it, it, it's such a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. It frees up so, so much time. And uh, I'm going through that with, um, you know, this new business as well. It's like, okay, now I know where I'm spending all my time that I absolutely hate it. <laughs> or it's, it's like not producing any value. Like the thing gets done, but there's five to 10 hours a week that I'm spending right now, like not producing value. And all I want to do is be talking to guys, working with dads and like, that's it. So anything yeah. beyond that, I'm like, I've got my list right now, but all the things I'm going to hire for in the next like month or so. And um, yeah, it's going to be freeing because this is what I did in my last business and That's you can do it awesome. at home. You can hire cleaners. You can hire like a personal chef if you have the means. You can do all this kind of stuff to get your time back. And I don't see that as like a cost. I see it as an investment because right. you are then able to do what is important based on the values that you should now have listening to this podcast so that you can set up your system to spend time with your kids, with your wife, with your partner. Um yeah, man. Is there anything that we haven't covered yet, either systems or parenting that you're just like, Ooh, I've got something to talk about here. Oh, that's a good one. Honestly, I think it's just, I'm a big believer in component of mental health. I think just given everything that people are going through, given social media and everything that's been happening, it's a necessary evil, but I think there's also this day and age where, you know, I, I didn't share, but I, you know, earlier uh, when I was a kid growing up, I also was a victim of bullying. And so for me, you know, that really impacted me for a long time until I started wrestling. And because of wrestling, I built confidence. And so I always think about it. And uh, for every entrepreneur or father out there, or maybe you're not an but maybe you're just working full time at the moment and you're feeling maybe a little down at the moment. I always say, uh, really, really prioritize your mental health. If you need that, you know, you know, it's funny. I, I, I'm a big believer. A lot of people don't take enough sick days at work because we have this, like, um, I don't know, we almost feel like obliged to, uh, make our employees happy. But I learned a long time ago that, you know, the reality is, is, uh, especially depending on the company you work for, like they'll be fine. Like, but your health, like this is something that just triggers the next, you know, uh, it, it triggers downwards into your family, into your own projects. And um, I was just talking to a good friend of mine who just started, uh, who just left his uh, full-time job to uh, work in his own agency. And he was talking about how he was feeling demotivated. So in order to feel happy again, he was like, I'm, I signed up to jujitsu. And he's like, I'm, I'm super happy. And I was excited about that because I'm like, yeah, like being happy it's really hard to be happy. It's easy to be miserable, actually. And so I always say, you know, prioritize your health as much as possible. You know, I think um, money tends to be a contentious thing for a lot of people. And so I always encourage people just, you know, look at your budget, look at, like you were just saying earlier, you said it perfectly. Think of it as investments. You know, I had someone say to me like, okay, I need to save money. So I'm going to stop buying like Dunkin' Donuts coffee or, you know, Starbucks because <laughs> Dunkin's is more of a US thing. So like Starbucks. And I told him like, so what's your Starbucks number look like? Well, I spent like $300 a year. I'm like, yeah, that's nothing. If it makes you happy, spend it. And um, there's a great book with Ramit Sethi about, um, uh, he together. talks about this. And uh, I learned this too a long time ago because again, being in finance for so long, you know, a lot of times people think, hey, we'll save money by chopping off travel and expenses. When in reality, the biggest expense driver was humans. So it's like, yeah, cutting your coffee when that's the only thing that might make you happy. I tell people, just keep it in there you're happy. You want your gym membership. That's like $20 a month. If it makes you happy, keep it in there. Cause you know, I believe like, you know, these things that make you happy and stay motivated and allows you to be potentially a better parent, keep it in there. You know, don't, don't throw these away. Yeah. And definitely recommend or meet Sethi of I will teach you to be rich.com. Sound scammy is not scammy. No, yeah, it's good. <laughs> highly, highly recommend check it out. And he says too, like, don't cut it out because again, it's not that much money. Just make more money. And I know that's like, Oh, well I can't. Well, have you asked for a raise recently? Have you yeah. upgraded your skills recently? Have you started a side hustle recently? Like, you know, do that first. Don't deprive yourself of no. basic happiness. Because one of the things you said before we started recording is if we can't be happy, how is our family supposed to be happy? Because we have an outsized impact. 
And so I, yeah, maybe, maybe I just want to leave guys with that. Like if you can't be happy and this is, this is Yardy, not me. <laughs> if you can't be happy, <laughs> how can you expect your family to be happy? And like everything flows from you. So it's not selfish to do things as a dad for yourself. It's actually selfless because you serve your family better when you show up with a full cup. Right. Oh man, this has been uh, so much fun. It's and I fun. love the energy. I love like, I've got so many ideas for my own systems now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can't wait to implement the stories and the letters and the videos. This is extremely exciting. So maybe just give us like a quick overview of what you do professionally and where people can find more. Yeah. So I run a couple different things and, uh, you know, I'm always trying to make sure I, uh, you know, try to do less than more. That's my mantra now, but, uh, I run a, a company with my wife. We do bookkeeping and taxes called Accountrepreneur or we call it short for A4E accounts for entrepreneurs. And, uh, yeah, we help small businesses, uh, in the B2B space with their bookkeeping and taxes, you know, and it's a small group of team where we focus on customer loyalty and we try to deliver the uh, best customer experience uh, because we believe a lot of AI companies out there, they unfortunately, they don't focus on that. So for us, we really harp on that. I also run a separate business called Growth Year, which is personalized marketing solutions. And so for us, you know, just like we we're talking about, you know, there's a lot of marketing solutions out there. So for us, we try to build relationships for our customers because I believe that when you build relationships, you're, you're really thinking of it from the point of their perspective, win-win. And uh, yeah, so that's relatively new. So we're doing that. And then on top of that, I run a side uh, newsletter called Kick-Ass Letters. During the whole phase of newsletters, I realized that a lot of it was just a lot of consumption. So I had this crazy idea from a friend where I said, wouldn't it be cool if people just actually took real action to launch their projects? And so I have a newsletter where we send out uh, we send out monthly with one just really, really uh, uncomfortable challenge for entrepreneurs to to do so like for example go ahead find a blog article you like email that person and try to connect with them and so we do these things because um, i'm a big believer of like we were talking about earlier comfort zone challenge getting out of your comfort zone is really the path to growth and you start to really really see who you are and i believe uh there's another great book i read atomic habits that these habits just really shape who you are um so yeah those are the three big things that i'm working on um outside of that i do jujitsu i sometimes coach on that and uh, just trying to be the best father uh wife and uh, husband not a wife husband and uh, <laughs> be the best husband best father and uh best brother so um so and um, yeah that's that's everything going on <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, I highly recommend you guys check that out. Uh, I love the idea for the newsletter, get challenged, get uncomfortable and uh, do hard things because it's at our edge where we actually grow. So uh, Yardy Kim, this has been so much fun. Thank you again for taking the time, my man. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. To find out more about everything that we talked about in the episode today, including show notes, resources, and links to subscribe, leave a review, work with us, go to dad.work slash pod. That's D-A-D dot W-O-R-K slash P-O-D. Type that into your browser, just like a normal URL, dad.work slash pod. You'll find everything there you need to become a better man, a better partner, and a better father. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.